Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Faith Focus Weekly Discipleship Podcast. My name is Kevin Rognes, and I'm the Discipleship Director here at Faith Covenant Church. And right now we're in the midst of a multi-episode arc about the seasons of life. But before we delve further into that, I just want to remind you to make sure that you subscribe, whether on YouTube or any podcasting platform, just to make sure that you don't miss an episode. And also, as always, feel free to share this with a friend. So today to continue those conversations about seasons of life, I'm joined by our very own Pastor Shar Rotfold. Um, we love her dearly. She's wonderful. Um, you've been in Faith Covenant for how many years now? Uh, a little over 28. Yeah. And how many of those on staff? Uh, a little over 24. Yeah. So she, she knows Faith very well. And if you know Faith, you know Shar. So um, we're Unless very... Unless you're new, newer to Faith. You yeah. may not know me very well yet. Yes, true. Um, but yeah, she is an essential part of our congregation. And we're here to kind of discuss the seasons of life. So last week we discussed kind of those early childhood years from birth up to age 18. And this week, where are we going now? Uh, the young adult transition and um, the middle years. So young adult transition, 18 to 26-ish. And then the middle adult years, 27 to 45-ish. Yeah. These ones are get a <laughs> lot more nebulous in terms of yeah. where each one starts. And again, there's always overlap. This is generalities. Mm -hmm. This isn't a prescribed plan for anybody. So, yeah. But what do you see as the defining uh, features of these two seasons. Yeah, um, so I'll just say the middle adult years. I my master's is in counseling and higher education, um, college student development. So I so the that college student transition from eighteen to twenty five. It used to be now it's twenty six ish. Um, is near and dear to mm -hmm. my heart. So I spent a couple of years diving into that. So there's a lot of work that happens then. Yeah. You are often leaving home for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, you are often and in that. And even if you're still at home, you're establishing your own um, identity and values, lifestyle. Like how am I? How will I live day to day? Um, how? What will be my priorities? Um, what will my schedule look like? Who will I involve in my life? Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes, you're in school. A lot of people go to college or community college or something, um, but not all. Some, you know, many go to work mm -hmm. directly after high school too. So you're establishing work or you're continuing your education, um, but you're kind of forming your own person, yeah. your own identity apart from mom and dad. How do I want to live? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's a big key work. Um, and then the next, and so the next one is the midlife. Yeah. So those are the building years. So okay. you're doing a lot of establishing. I guess if I could use one word, 18 to 25, you're establishing. Mm -hmm. You're establishing an initial foundation for your life. Mm -hmm. And then the building years, once things are largely established, I remember my 10-year, um, wait, no, my five-year high school reunion. So people were 23. Nobody was set. Some yeah. were done with school, <laughs> some were not. Nobody was in there. One woman was married and had a child. Um, but we were all still like old kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, but by my 10 year high school reunion, age 28, people had most had largely settled into a career. Mm -hmm. um, and many had married and were starting a family. So yeah. that, you know, between 23 and 28, there's a lot of work. So that, all that to say that 27 to 45 ish is those are the building years where you've largely established mm -hmm. kind of. Who you're going to be and how you're going to be you've started a career that you may be in for a while or for a long time um, perhaps you've gotten married perhaps you've settled into a, a church or a community or a group of people um, and you're building mm -hmm. so you're advancing in your career you're 
accumulating wealth. You're accumulating stuff. You're mm -hmm. buying buying your first car, maybe. You're, <laughs> you're renting your first, your home. first home or your first apartment, townhome, house, whatever it is. You're traveling on your own. You're making your own decisions. Um, and for, for many people, they're starting a family. So yep. you're establishing your family. Those are the parenting years, 27-ish mm -hmm. to 45-ish. You are, you are heavy raising kids. So you're pouring into career and you're pouring into kids. Yeah. When I'm just kind of hearing you talk about that, I feel like I'm a really interesting example of how there can be blend and overlap because I feel like I had a few establishing years of like college and then grad school and then I was working on my own and living apart from my parents. But then I moved back in with my parents oh. and went back to school for seminary. And so it kind of felt like I kind of went back to kind of those reestablishing years in yeah. some ways, even though I was in my late 20s and early 30s. And so I kind of feel like I've kind of gone back and forth between yeah. the two, which mm -hmm. shows that these aren't set stages of life. Yeah. They can, there's overlap and fluctuations. Yeah. And they say that's more common now than it was yeah. in the past for, I don't know why, I think finances are, mm -hmm. are a little tougher. Um, things are more expensive. Yeah compared to income than they were when the previous generation was mm -hmm. doing it. Both of my kids moved home after college. Yeah. We have one that's still at home. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. And it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah. 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 So what about, what's kind of the work that is done in these two seasons of like getting established mm -hmm. and then building? Yeah. Um, well, I think that is largely the work, establishing your your identity, establishing your yourself, um, who who do I want to be? And mm -hmm. perhaps in the, we talked in the teen years about kind of trying on some different things. And you do a bit of that trying on of different identities and lifestyles and, and whatnot in the young adult transition too. And hopefully by the end of the, those years, you've kind of settled on, okay, this is who, who I want to be. Mm -hmm. um, and this is who I don't want to be. So some of that is um, maybe separating from some things or cling or not clinging, um, choosing some things or, or aligning yourself more with some things. So that's, yeah, that all kind of happens in that young adult transition. Um, and the work, the work is that building grounding. I, it, again, it's more, it's identity piece too, um, for the middle years. Um, but yeah, but usually it's, it's that building like, okay, now I'm, I'm in this career. Now I'm going to look to advance the next career and I'm going to kind of establish myself and, and look for the next promotion or the next whatnot. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, kind of building and getting that foundation laid, not just for you, but also for if you have a family, yeah. um, you're establishing establishing a foundation for your family and establishing a lifestyle for a family too and building yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. And that's interesting too, because then as you're kind of getting into those building years, then part of you is going back to childhood as your parent, if you're parenting. Yeah, yeah. And so, even though you know it's a very different thing to be a parent versus a child, there's part of you now that is going back to that childhood phase and just kind of re-experiencing it through your kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of understanding, and I do a lot of premarital counseling, so I, I met with two different couples yesterday. So that's kind of fresh. We were talking about parenting with one of them. Like you, you were parented a certain way. If you're married, your spouse was parented a different way. Mm -hmm. On paper, it might look similar, but in reality, there are lots of differences. Even in homes that look similar, there still were lots of oh, yeah. lots of subtle differences. And some families are very different. Some couples grew up in very different homes. So then there's the, 
what do I want to do from the mm -hmm. way I was raised and what does my spouse want to do from the way he or she was raised and how do we make how do we make our own yeah path how, what is our home going to look like yeah. and there's lots of conversation and some give and take that happens in that too yeah yeah so then what are some of the joys of these individual seasons yeah um well for a young adult i think the joys are um finding a career setting into a career which can be a joy for many um mm -hmm. but for some for some it can be oh shoot i just went to school for this i don't want to do this yeah i don't like this work I like the studying for it and the anticipation, but I don't like this work. So that, that would be more of a challenge. But but when that doesn't happen, when you start in a career and you're like, oh, I'm so excited to finally be in the workforce, bringing mm -hmm. home a paycheck, doing something I trained to do or I wanted to do, um, that can be a great joy. And yes. you can find a lot of fulfillment, <laughs> a lot of meaning mm -hmm. in that um, purpose, identity, some of those pieces, um, not all, not too many, but some of those pieces do come from our work. Yeah. Um, and relationships, you know, people who get married, they've found somebody they love, and that's a great joy. You yeah. know, I'm starting something new with this person, and we get to be together, and we get to dream together, and that can be a, a great joy. Um, for others, it's finding a hobby or or a passion that mm -hmm. they're interested in doing in their um, their free time, or finding a group of people that are my, these are my people, yeah. and that's super fun. And I look forward to Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays where I can be with these people. Yeah. So, or travel, you, yeah. know, you have you have a little bit of your own money now, mm -hmm. where you're not just traveling with your parents, you get to travel on your own where you want to go. So that yeah. can be, some of that financial freedom mm -hmm. um, in the adult years can be, can be a great source of joy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, and, that, and that part of what you were saying really resonates with me because like this is my first ministry job and I, you know, trained, you know, I went to school for several years for this. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm kind of finally for the first time in my life in this past year, because I've been here about a year now, um, experiencing that joy of like I've finally gotten to kind of where I feel I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And that's just uh, it's a relief and it's joyful. And so you can kind of tell which phase I'm in right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we're so excited to have you here. <laughs> Happy for you. Because <laughs> I knew you before you started yes. seminary. Yep. So it's yep. super fun to watch. Yes. And what are some of the challenges of these seasons? I mean, obviously, every season has plenty of challenges. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I alluded to the one with the the young adult transition. If, you, if you're in school and you end up going, oh, I don't want to do this. I just, I invested in this for four years of college education or two years at technical school. And... I've got money invested and time invested, and I don't like this work. Yeah. Now what do I do? Um, <laughs> yeah. Or I'm not making as much money as I wanted to, or um, I need more education. I need a master's to do what I really want to do, and I'm so tired of being in school. Yeah. You know, so that can be that can be a challenge. Um, relationships. Or I can got be into something, and then circumstances change that field. Like I sure. think of like right now, teachers with the pandemic and changing, yeah. and healthcare yeah. professionals, things have changed. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, I think relationships can be tough too. Um, many people get married in their 20s, but many people don't get married in their 20s. Some want to be married. Some are fine being alone. Um, yeah, so it's, I mean, that can be 30, age 30 can be tough for some people. I know we're moving into the next age, but that can be a tough birthday for some people if they're not where they wanted to be by mm -hmm. then, if their career is not where they wanted it to be in their personal life isn't where they want it to be. That can be a challenge. That can be really painful for some. Or some people got married young and 
weren't ready and a marriage didn't survive or isn't as healthy as they wanted it to be and that can be a great source of challenge um, families who who want to or people who want to have children and aren't able to um, that can be there's a lot of challenges yeah. um, and there, it can also be a challenge to separate from your parents um, that's a process for for young adults and for their parents and sometimes that goes smoother than others so there can be conflict with with parents as that process is is working itself out, so that can be a challenge too. Um, when I relate to that too, because when I moved back in with my parents, then it was kind of like this weird nebulous kind of like, okay, I am my own person. I have done a lot of differentiating from them, but now I'm back under their roof yeah. and I'm back under school, which made me kind of feel like I was going back to childhood, even though I was an adult with my own formed self that was different than the kid that lived there that had to be obedient mm -hmm. to my parents. Mm -hmm. You know, not that I was like just a total jerk to my parents, but um, so yeah, it was just kind of a weird nebulous yeah. zone of life mm -hmm. to be like, I'm now a different person, but I'm under your roof, but not, but now I'm not, now I live my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it can be a very strange time to realize how different you are from your parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our daughter, um, graduated from college a year ago and moved home and she's she's still home for a bit um, but before she moved home she we took a walk and she said mom can I talk to you about something and I said yeah um, and she was talking about that very thing I'm I'm moving back home I'm grateful to move back home I love mm -hmm. you and dad yep. um, I'm a different person than I was three years ago when I left for college and I'm afraid of regressing back to to how I was in high school and I don't want that to happen and so we just had a real she she initiated that at wow. 21 I was like wow that's very mature <laughs> I know so yeah. we had this this really healthy conversation before she even moved home and then I I did phase two of that a couple months ago after it had been about a year I'm like so how is it how is that going and mm -hmm. so we had another kind check of check-in yeah um, a year into that so yeah. yeah well I think that conversation needs to be more frequent because it's more common for my generation to go back and live with parents for a time mm -hmm. after education just because of the way the housing market is and student loans and all yeah. that. Um, so I think that's a, I'm, I'm really glad that you mentioned that just because mm -hmm. that's a really healthy example mm -hmm. of a conversation that yeah. can and should happen yeah. and can be a really healthy one. Yeah, yeah. So. And I wish I could say that I initiated it, but I didn't, <laughs> she did, which yeah. is even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Power to you. So. Yeah. But challenges for the for those building years, that those middle years, um, it can be overwhelming to mm -hmm. be working full time and raising a family. If that's many people are in that season where there it's the work life balance. Even if you don't have kids, it's the work life balance. You know, mm -hmm. how many hours do I want to spend with my job that I may I may love, or it just might demand a lot of hours. Yeah. Um, and how do I balance that with time to myself, time with friends, time with a spouse, time with children, time mm -hmm. with several children, running kids all over the place, parenting them well and trying to sleep and, you know, all of that. Um, I love that, what you said, trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily succeeding, but trying, trying anyway. <laughs> trying to sleep, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just the balancing of a number of different hats that you wear in those middle years um, and you're still you're still building so you're yeah. you're striving in your career and you're moving and you're advancing and that often means you have more responsibility yeah so you're you're caring more in here too you're not just necessarily doing work but you're you're carrying people and decisions and 
um, more significant things in your head mm-hmm. um, also that you're so the work is different as you get older and, and have more of that responsibility and you also have often more money mm-hmm. because you've gotten some raises through the years which can be a good thing and it can also be a challenge you know yeah. to, to be wise with your money and to not get caught up in the materialism I need yeah. a bigger this I need more of this I need another one of these I need to travel all these places so that and that can add stress yeah too. well it can also be the stress of like now I have children to provide for so I have to save for braces I have to save for their education I have to save for this I have to save yeah. for that so you can feel constantly behind as well yeah yeah yeah. I'm glad I don't have kids. <laughs> yeah. Parenting, the parenting years are a huge source of joy. Mm-hmm. And there's also some challenge, just that overwhelm, Absolutely. you know, but yeah. it's worth it. <laughs> One in our last episode, we talked about how comparison is a really uh, challenging thing that a lot mm-hmm. of kids deal with. And I think kind of the interesting thing about comparison as an adult is I think a lot of adults compare themselves a little bit less to other people and compare themselves more to who they thought they would be or should be Mm. Um, at least I know I've kind of dealt with that like oh I'm not where I thought I would be at this point when I was 25 or when I was 30 and and so it's comparisons not always to other people it's also kind of to yourself and Mm -hmm. where you think you should be or could be or wanted to be yeah yeah you are mature for your age because that's actually a big a big part of the midlife transition. Actually. I think that's the this first time your... anybody's ever called me mature for my age. <laughs> well, there you go. But that I mean that's that's one of the key things we'll talk about next time with the midlife transition. That mm-hmm. you know, forty five to sixty five. Mm-hmm. That's a big piece of that one. Sure. So you have begun that process already. Looking back. So you're saying I'm getting old. Great. Got it. <laughs> I don't see any gray if hairs my body, in your cabin. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's because I diet. They're no one <laughs> At age, how old are you? My, I'm 35. 35. Yeah. But like my dad has hardly any gray hair, so wow. I think that bodes well for me. But don't they say it's your grandpa that doesn't it skip a generation? I heard you got your hair from your mother. Is that not true? I don't know. I don't know much about hair. <laughs> <laughs> I just cut it. I got my hair from my dad, actually, so hmm, I don't know. Yeah. My parents are aging well, so I'm not worried. Um, and then, what are the, some of the potential pitfalls of this? I mean, we kind of they kind of go along with some of the challenges, but what are some of the pitfalls yeah, or stopping I think, points? Um, the more we talk about pitfalls, the more I'm kind of defining it as getting stuck mm-hmm. in an area. So the pitfall as a young adult of a young adult would be: I don't want to grow up yet. I am not ready to adult. <laughs> I don't want to adult. Yep. I still want to party if that's what you did as a young adult or as a kid. You know, I still want to go be with my friends all the time. I still, I don't really want to be responsible. I don't really. I want to pay my own rent or a mortgage. Yeah, I want yeah. to support myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I still want to be like I was in college and I don't want to, I don't want to grow up and be an adult. That can be a pitfall. Yeah. Um, I would say a pitfall for, um, for someone in the building years is to focus on the building mm. um, and the accumulation. You know, the materialism, it's, this is what our culture preaches, you know. Yes. You get a raise. The best advice I got when I finished grad school was, or not the best, some advice I remember when I finished grad school was somebody came in and talked to our class and said, here's here's your temptation. You're going to get a raise or you're going to get that first paycheck. You're going to buy a car. Yeah. You're going to get a raise. You're going to buy a house. 
You're gonna get another raise, I'm gonna buy another car, more expensive car. Yeah. You're gonna get another raise, I'm gonna buy a cabin or whatever. Yeah. And so you increase you your keep lifestyle. Up to the budget. Yeah, and you never experience financial freedom because you mm. keep your, your budget just as tight yeah. as it was when you had nothing. Um, instead of living, yeah, so that was, I just remember that. Keep margin as your, don't spend all the new income you get. Yeah. Keep that margin and then you can, then you can give and mm -hmm. you can share and you can be generous and you don't have you don't have to worry yeah. about that. But the the it's easier to be responsible with yeah 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 yeah. So I would say that's a pitfall is is to just get caught up in that materialism cycle, accumulating more and more and more and more. I need a bigger barn. Yeah. I need a bigger barn. I need another barn. I need five barns. I need you know. And that's a biblical reference. Char's not a farmer. So. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> not that that's a problem to be a farmer, but just right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought I was going to say something about that, but what was it? It was something about the finance piece. Yeah, it lost my head. What it left. If it's whatever. important, it'll come back. Yeah. Apparently, it's not important. <laughs> so, um, what are some of the specific, unique needs for each of these seasons? Oh, good. Um, the young adults need, um, similar to teenagers, they need loving, supportive adults mm -hmm. in their life um, as they're doing that establishing work. Um, people who are courageous enough to speak into their into their lives and come alongside them and be patient mm -hmm. as they're finding their place. Um, parents who, they so we have two young adults, so a lot of this is you know what I'm learning right now. Um, and a phrase that I that I heard recently that I love is "keep your mouth shut and the welcome mat out." Mm. <laughs> um, so parents have to have to learn how to take a step back mm, and yeah. let them figure it out. You know, as long as there's if there's safety things yeah. involved, then you speak into safety. Yeah. Um, but if there's you're not about a, to be hit by a car, <laughs> right, right. There's gonna be a train wreck if you do that. I'm just yes. gonna I need to warn you about that. But barring barring a train wreck or getting hit by a car, largely young adults need to know that I am safe and I am loved regardless of you know these things that I'm gonna as I'm establishing I need freedom to do that mm -hmm. um, and it's the pulling away and the coming back it's it's healthy for um, an adolescent or a young adult to pull away from mom and dad for a season mm -hmm. not out of I don't like you I don't want to be with you but out of I need some space to mm -hmm. figure out my own stuff and yep. my own person in my own life mm -hmm. um, and I need to do that separately from you yep. being over all of that so yeah yeah. So that's a unique thing with the young adult transition. Um, I would say a specific need for the for middle adults, um, respect is a big thing, mm. um, and safe places to be vulnerable, because it's when you're building, it's harder to be vulnerable because you it's you're in your achieving years and you're in the I'm your parent. That's why years because yeah. I said so. You're you know so you've you you have more and more authority. The world says so to be able to have places where you can be vulnerable and say, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what to do with my children. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know if I should take this promotion. I don't know if I should move here. I don't know if I should switch careers. I don't, you know, to be able to say, I don't have it all figured out. I don't have it all together. I don't, yeah. I don't really know what I'm doing to make sure that you have wise mentors and people that you can be vulnerable with that can, um, that are praying for you and have your best interest in mind and can also, as you ask and invite them in, can can help offer some guidance or some wisdom of their own too. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
Absolutely. So um, what are some of the ways that you can know that you yourself or someone else near you that you care about is not going through these seasons in a healthy way? Mm-hmm. And we've kind of, I mean, some of this we'll touch on some of the challenges we've talked about. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, for any human being, if you're, if you're withdrawing and you just, you don't want to, you're just, you're withdrawing from the world, that's a red flag. That's, mm-hmm. There's and and some of that might just be. I mean, for a little while, that's okay. Yeah. But because some of that is rest, which is important and necessary. Yes. But when it becomes yeah habitual in an unhealthy way. Right. I don't want to let anybody in. Mm-hmm. I don't want to share myself with anybody. Um, that because that'll eat you up yeah. alive. So if you don't have a person even that you can be vulnerable with mm-hmm. um, if you're shutting yourself up that's that's a red flag um, a kid who just doesn't want to grow up and is making unhealthy choice after unhealthy choice after unhealthy choice and they're yeah. in their mid-30s and they don't want to be responsible or they're 40 and they don't want to be responsible <laughs> well that that I mean I mean that happens to some people yeah. but that's not that's not as it should be right you know or a lack of self-confidence um, if that persists um, that's a hard thing mm-hmm. yeah Lots of, well, and I, th- I think there's lots of red flags that all of us have seen over the years, and there's just so many that it's yeah it's kind of hard to define and say that this one is specific to this season. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it can, too, be a progression of if there were issues in previous seasons mm-hmm. and they've not been worked out and not right. been managed or treated in a healthy way, yeah that's going to keep manifesting. Yeah, yeah. Mental health um, is a big is a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. Rest, sleep is a big deal. Um, exercise is important. Spiritual health is is critical. Mm-hmm. Anxiety can be a big deal. Yeah. Um, chemical dependency. Did I say that? No, that not can, yet. That can be that can be a red flag. You know, that's <laughs> yes. a symptom. Mm-hmm. It's a symptom that can end up as an addiction, which can lead. A whole bunch of other things. Right. So there are all kinds of things to be that you can notice if you're not. You know, why do I? Why do I need to do this every day? Why do I need to? Why am I escaping through this? Why am I shutting myself off? Why am I not sleeping at night? Right. Um, why am I getting sick all the time? Because yeah. our physical health is connected to our emotional, mental health. Yeah. Directly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so being sick all the time, chronically ill, can be a symptom of something, of something else too. Yeah. So yeah. One and two, like I mentioned that some of these red flags could be stemming from childhood issues. Mm-hmm. Others can develop later. Mm-hmm. Um, like you may, somebody may experience a traumatic event that drastically alters things and causes people to get stuck. So yeah. you may be a really healthy person up until a certain point and then something happens. Um, right, right. Whatever yeah. that may be. Yeah. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Um, so the last question then, how does the season of mm-hmm. life intersect with spiritual development? Mm-hmm. Um, well, those young adult years that we talked last week about um, the in, in parenting teenagers or parenting children, the goal is that your child, as a Christian parent, that your child would um, place their, their lives under the authority of, of God and choose to walk with God on their own. So that, and that's a, that's a process that continue and it continues lifelong for all of us mm-hmm. but um, but I think that spiritual work in that forming those forming years the young adult years is what do I do with God yeah what do I do with Jesus everybody's got to answer that at some point 
And some people settle that when they're younger. Mm-hmm. My husband settled that when he was 15. I settled that one when I was 24. Yeah. Um, you know, what do I what do I do with God? What does what does God look like in my life? Mm-hmm. Independent from my parents, independent yeah. from the life I grew up in, what do I do with Jesus? Yeah. What do I do with God? Um, do I go to church? Do I have Christian friends? Um, do I read God's word? Do I pray? Which is equal parts speaking and listening, actually more listening to God <laughs> than speaking. But yeah. um, you know, what do, what do I do with those habits in my life? Um, and then the, the middle years, those building years, you're, you're receiving from God and growing in your own faith, and you're also pouring out to others. As you're getting older, that influence we talked about, mm-hmm. you know, if you have kids or a spouse, you're pouring into them spiritually, mm-hmm. but you also need to be receiving spiritually. So yeah. it's, that is a different balance yeah. in the middle years of, and now I'm old enough that I have some things to say. And mm-hmm. spiritually, I've walked with God long enough that I, I have a responsibility to pass my faith down to, to those who are younger than me, mm-hmm. whether I have kids or not. You've got nieces and nephews. You've right. got how many of them? Nine. Nine. Yeah. You have nine lives that you are able to influence spiritually. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, you've you've walked with the Lord a while mm-hmm. and you get to share that with those with those little ones. Yeah. But you also doesn't mean that you've arrived and you're done. And for I mean for <laughs> right. any of us, yeah. for sure. Um, so to to do both, to make yeah. sure you're you're growing up and also handing down. One part of what I what I thought of when you were saying um, you're pouring into other people, whether it's children or a spouse or friends, but you're also receiving. And I think part of the interesting thing is that as adults, we still re- spiritually receive from children. Like True. it, like you yeah. you realize things about childlike faith and childlike yeah. joy, and you know some of the simplicity of of what we believe. Um, I think that's part of why Jesus so frequently said, let the children come to me. Mm-hmm. Like oftentimes children without them realizing it can be our teachers. And it's kind of incredible. Like, and yeah. we just need to make sure that as adults that we don't close ourselves off from that opportunity and that ability to learn from children. Yeah, yeah, that, I'm glad you brought that up. That's an excellent point. It's a weird yeah. thing to realize when you can learn things from people that you think you're supposed to be teaching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. You know, that reminds me, this is a little bit off topic, but hopefully it relates a bit. Um, a book I read in seminary is called Hospitality and the Other, and they were talking about, you know, what is it, what does hospitality look like? What is biblical hospitality? Is that Miroslav Volf? No. Oh, is it? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. He has no, a book on hospitality, so. though. Yeah. This I don't know. Yeah, this anyway. is not Volf. Okay. Um, but, but the author... It'll come to me probably as soon as we are done. Um, <laughs> was talking about hospitality, and I would say it's similar to teaching or mm-hmm. passing things down. That we think of hospitality as I'm I'm going to give to you, I'm going to pour out to you, um, and and that's fine. That's a piece of it, but but you're still on the top. Mm, you're still yeah. you're still on the top, pouring down yeah. down to somebody else. But so this author, whoever it was, um, talked about hospitality as equal parts receiving, being mm. willing to receive the hospitality of somebody else, being able to be on the receiving end of someone from a different faith, a different culture, a different generation, a different career, whatever, you name it. Yeah. Um, receiving from somebody else, placing yourself in someone else's home, in someone else's world, um, in the life of a child. That's equal parts being hospitable or equal parts i think being taught yeah teaching or being taught yeah yeah, yeah i like that yeah hmm. 
Any last pieces that you want to share about these seasons of life? Uh, be gracious to yourself. <laughs> yes. Be gracious to yourself. Yeah, I'm learning that. <laughs> and don't compare. I mean, we're everyone is on a journey and yeah. none of us have arrived. We're all we're all works in progress or pieces of work, depending on how you want to say it. <laughs> so always, always, always. Yeah. yeah. And I did remember the thing that I was going to say earlier about the financial oh, piece. Oh, yeah, yeah. It Not that important. important. No, <laughs> but, um, you know, Char was talking about, like, sometimes when you get that bigger paycheck, there's that desire to live up to that and, you know, buy the newer car, or buy the bigger house. And, like, sometimes it's wise to not do that but sometimes you have to do that because your previous car is just breaking down <laughs> and, and like yeah it, so we're not judging you if if you're getting a raise and then you're moving into a new home because maybe your old home doesn't fit your needs anymore yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. so um sometimes you have to do that but sometimes it's nice to just not live up yeah. to your means because yeah. then you have a lot more margin which is always nice yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so excellent point that's all we have for us today, I think, unless you have any last words for us. But All right. Well, we will join you next week, and we'll get into a conversation about what's after the middle, what's which is something else. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening and watching, and have a great day.